more than 90 years, St. Cloud State Hockey has had a home in the Granite City. Boasting two Hockey Hall of Famers in Frank Brimsek and the late Herb Brooks, many players and coaches have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey lore. With former St. Cloud State greats like Mark Parrish and Brett Hedekin, to more recent standouts like Jack Ashan and Jimmy Schultz, two Patty Kazmaier Award finalists and 16 Division I All-Americans have paved the way for current St. Cloud State men's and women's teams to continue the Huskies hockey tradition. This week's guest is one of many who have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey history as the Huskies Warming House podcast presents this week's Healthy Scratch interview segment. Healthy Scratch interview segment for this week, episode number 50. We welcome in Micah Miller and Will Hammer. Um, guys, uh, what do we have to expect in this interview from these two guests? Uh, pretty fun time, I thought. Uh, pretty open and welcoming atmosphere from these guys. Uh, ben, what do we have to look forward to from Micah and Will? Well, I think both guys are really well-spoken guys, and, and they're they're both really important to St. Cloud's hockey team and in different ways. Miller with his speed and his aggressive style of play, and and Will Hammer's one of those glue guys, man. He wins face-offs, he bangs, he crashes, does a lot of little things for their team, and uh, their stories are both really good. So uh, I think everyone's going to enjoy what these young men talk with us about. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Nick, anything to add here before we kick it over to our guests? You know, I, I th- you're going to see a little bit of a side of these guys that, you know, most fans I don't think normally get to see. And uh, for guys who, you know, like like Ben said, you know, they're you can call them glue guys, but I think, you know, for, for the guys where they are on this roster, I think they've got some some pretty good stories as well as a really good, uh, I, I guess, uh, path that led them here to SCS too. So I think fans are really going to enjoy this one. I definitely agree as well. And we won't keep you waiting. Episode number 50 of the Healthy Scratch interview segment. This week's Healthy Scratch interview segment, joining us from the men's hockey team, two prominent forwards, we have both Micah Miller and Will Hammer. Boys, how are we doing this afternoon? Thanks again for joining us. Great, great. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, no complaints here. Excited to be on. I love no complaints on a Monday. I think I feel a little bit differently about Mondays, but you guys are special. You guys are joining us for the 50th episode here in the Healthy Scratch interview segment. And uh, it was kind of a special day for you guys in general. Uh, Outdoor practice just a couple hours ago at Hawks Park in St. Cloud. Uh, Can you guys kind of tell us how your guys' practice went uh, this afternoon? I mean, was the ice good or uh, was it Lake Tahoe 2.0 out there? Uh, I wouldn't say it was quite Lake Tahoe. It was a pretty hot day here, so the ice was a little wet, but it was definitely a fun to get out there and just hang out with the guys, skate a little bit and uh, hang out with the community a little bit. So it was, it was definitely a fun day. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I know the goal was uh, not to pull any hip flexors. So I uh, <laughs> cross our fingers that we accomplished that. Uh, no coaches went down. We had one player toe pick, but you know, it was all in good fun. Uh, yeah, like Mike said, the ice was a little rough, but we made the best of it. And, and it was good to see uh, people on the community. And so yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, speaking of toe picking, uh, what's the deal? Were your guys' skate sharpened? Do they need to be sharpened? Anyone anyone taking care of that that's uh, happy or none too happy about that task there? Yeah, I'd say for sure Minkle, our uh, equipment manager, wasn't the happiest when he had about 20 guys lined up outside his door after the practice day. <laughs> <laughs> Told us something to get there, blah, blah, blah. Skates are sharp enough, so. Exactly. Yeah, he came to the practice like 10 minutes late, just kind of wheeling up, and he stayed for about 10 minutes because I think he knew it was coming. So, <laughs> but no, he's a good sport. He's a, he might be a little cranky in the moment, but we love the guy, and, and he always gets it done, so. 
Obviously, uh, Nick Maxson introduced us. I'm Noah Grant along with Ben Holden. Uh, ben, what do you got for these guys here to open off the night? Well, it's, uh, it's nice to see you guys. Um, as we said before we started recording this thing, I saw quite a bit of you guys in Omaha. Uh, we never were face-to-face like the old days, but we'll get back there eventually. So I think where I'd like to start with both you guys, and however you guys want to answer first, if you want to do my number, whatever you want to do, um, that's fine. Um, just, just the experience of going into the bubble and, and going through that or the pod, as it was called the experience for you guys, what was that like? Just kind of share with our audience, what day to day was like inside of there for you guys as players. Yeah, I'd say we were just uh, grateful. Number one, that we're able to play games. Uh, obviously we'd love to have, we would have loved to have fans, but, uh, we're just pretty fortunate to play every day. It was just kind of a, I don't know. It's just good to bond with your teammates at the hotel. There was a lot of free time to hang out with your teammates and do, I don't know, video games, board games, whatever it was. I know we uh, we played quite a bit of ping pong at the hotel, but uh, nice. it was just a lot of fun the yeah. whole trip. Yeah. No, it was really good. I know uh, we had been going since August 1st, so there was just a lot of practice, a lot of scrimmaging each other, and we were just begging for weeks just to play someone else. So it was good to get in the pod and get some games under our belt and uh, – the key word, yeah, we had throughout the whole thing was just be, you know, we we're thankful because a lot of teams, you know, didn't have that opportunity to play. And um, although there was no fans, it was fun being out there and getting a chance to compete. Um, and like Mike said, it was great to spend a lot of time with your teammates, especially, you know, you build bonds playing games and especially playing a lot of games and, you know, 20, 21 days. So it was a fun experience, something that we'll remember for a long time. Um so, yeah, yeah, it was good. I don't think we'll I – I, I can't see college hockey going through something like that again, but maybe we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quick follow-up before Nick goes here. Um, so, I've gotten asked a lot, of, a lot of questions about it, doing college football before I came to Omaha and other things. As an announcer, what's it like with no fans? I'm a guy, as you guys know, that feeds on energy. That's, that, and that's why I love doing your game so much because you guys play at such a high pace. But for me, I, I didn't notice it. Did you guys notice it aside from no noise in the building or how was that for you guys mentally when you're out there playing? I'd say before we started actually playing games without fans, I was kind of a little curious too. Like, is this going to feel a little weird? Like what's the atmosphere going to be like? But uh, I have to say it was just, just as intense as there was when we had fans, like guys want to win. I know we're like, obviously we're really competitive and uh, yeah, it was just, I was actually surprised at how intense, like it's just as intense and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was definitely an adjustment for sure. And I, I know our team had, had tried to play some scrimmages against each other at weird times of the day, you know, with nobody in the stands just to get accustomed to that feel. But it's weird how you kind of just like adjust to it so quickly, you know. It, at first, it's kind of a shock because, you know, the big difference between going to UND and playing against, you know, all right. those games and nothing. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think, like you're saying, a lot of guys are just happy to be playing, you know. There's so many teams and players that were stuck in the offseason at home. So I think guys are more excited than anything just to, to get out nice. Real quickly, Micah, um, when you mentioned competitiveness, who's the best ping pong player on the team? Oh, yeah, I, say, I, I had a pretty good showing myself, but uh, I didn't play very many games, so I can't put myself up there. But uh, I think uh, – Probably Kevin Fitzgerald's pretty good. I don't know who just who else. Yeah, I would say Nick Perbix. Like Kevin wins enough on those weird odd games, you know. Just so I can't give it to Kevin, even though he's my roommate and he's my guy. <laughs> you know, he's good with all the weird paddle sports, ball throwing, everything. Um, but yeah, I think Perbix was a good opponent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Guys, I want to follow up a little bit uh, with, you know, sort of the preseason, if you want to call it uh, a lot of practice time, but then you had uh, Vetti Mietnan join you guys uh, late November. How, I guess as a team, you know, when you're trying to develop some chemistry, line chemistry, you're practicing drills and you're, you keep hearing about this guy coming over and he finally gets there. What was it like to have him injected in the lineup almost like two weeks, if not max, before you guys had to head down to Omaha? What was that experience like? Yeah, I guess we were just all excited to actually get him here. I know we've been – a lot of the guys, me included, were, like, snapping him, texting him before he got here and getting to know him a little bit as, as well as we can. And uh, when he got here, he was just obviously a great teammate, great guy. So the transition was pretty easy, honestly, that uh, he's such a good guy and all, the, all, uh, all of us liked him so much. Yeah. It was kind of a running joke. Like, is he ever going to get here? You know, you're just like, we're, here, we're hearing rumors like he's going to get here, you know, you know, September, I, you know, this kind of keeps going and going, but uh, he finally was able to get over here. And, and like Mike was saying, like unbelievable player, unbelievable guy. Um, when he got here, we were kind of like, whole, oh, you know, Holy crap. This, this kid's good. He's something special. He's got a heck of a release and, and he always talks about the offensive game, but I, you know, he's got a defensive game as well. And, and so, yeah, I thought he slid right in and, and it's fun to have him and it's fun to watch him too. Speaking of getting here, guys, uh, uh, Grand Rapids High School for you, Micah, of course, a state championship in 2017, uh, beating the Moorhead Spuds. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, first of all, do you know how many points you had in that championship game? Do you still remember? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe like three or something. I guess I'm not sure on the exact number. But One goal, two assists in that game, and you assisted on the game-winning goal. Do you know who you assisted that puck to? I'd have to say Gavin Hang because he had like three or four goals, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> if I remember. Yeah, he had a hat trick and an assist, of course, junior forward at the University of North Dakota. Um, spending your time next uh, in Sioux City with the Musketeers, uh, 54 points in just under 100 games before coming to St. Cloud State. Uh, I'd love to hear about both of your journeys to St. Cloud. Of course, Will, you're a St. Cloud State native. Uh, as the story goes, when Bob Mosco gave you the call, he told you to think on it for a night, but uh, you already kind of knew right then and there. Uh, Michael, we'll start with you. When did you know that you were going to be a St. Cloud State Husky, and what was that transition like? I think it was just after my junior year, and uh, I think I, I obviously visited St. Cloud, and kind of right after I left, I kind of knew I wanted to, this is a place I wanted to be, just meeting the guys and just the sense of family and the culture that they had already built, the guys before me had built. And uh, honestly, I knew as soon as I wanted to leave, and the next, first thing I did the next morning was uh, – wake up, you know, tell my mom, tell my family that I, I want to play at St. Cloud and uh, obviously called Bob and I was thankful for the opportunity, honestly. And uh, that was a long time ago. It was a, it was a fun, it was a fun grind in juniors and getting ready to play college hockey. But uh, yeah. Will, your journey uh, is a little bit different, right? And uh, the one thing I kind of want to ask you here because of this interesting season, it is your senior year. Uh, do you intend on staying here after your senior year and coming back for next season? Or do you intend to finally hang up the skates? And then what brought you to St. Cloud State? How was that transition in the first place? Yeah, I guess uh, for this season, you know, I guess we'll wait and see when the season's over. Um, I don't want to make a decision like that right now. Um, but as for uh, my past and, and how I got here, a little different than Micah's, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't know where I was going after I played high school. I had to do three years of junior, bounced around a little bit, um, played a lot of games, um, had some sniffs here or there, but I was all set to go to Augsburg, actually down in the cities. 
Um, I actually got a call from Raboyne and they had an open spot. And um, I mean, as the story goes, he's, you know, he's like, do you want to be a husky? And why don't you think on it? And I was like, no, I'm coming. I don't need to think on it. <laughs> I'm ready to come play. So yeah, it was, a, it was a journey. It had its ups and downs, but just like anybody's journey it has its ups and downs and uh, thankful to be a part of this team and a part of this culture. And like it says, and um, a lot of great guys and a lot of great memories. Well, I want to talk about your journey a little bit here before I kick it over to Ben and Nick. Um, I'm a nursing major, and I believe you're actually going into like healthcare management or administration, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, for our listeners, and I'm sure a lot of them have, ha- have heard the story, but I don't think it ever gets old. What do the words supraventricular tachycardia mean to you? And what was that journey like uh, before you finally understood what those words meant to you? Uh, and can you explain to our listeners um, that entire story for them? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was kind of, ever since high school, out through juniors, um, I kind of had what they'd call at the time panic attacks. Um, it's kind of like this fluttering going on in your heart. Uh, I couldn't quite, quite catch my breath. Um, it was just kind of like a scary moment and then where you couldn't like calm yourself down. Um, and then kind of when I got into St. Cloud State's campus, they knew, you know, you have to do your physical before you come in and they knew, you know, it wasn't panic attack. So we, you know, we had to go on and run some more tests and, and figure this out. And, you know, it took a while to, to narrow it down to a superventricular tachycardia, um, and it ended up just needing a, a, an ablation, a small procedure. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was a scary time cause we didn't really know what it was and we, you know, you, you can Google it and you know, you'll scare yourself half to death, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but no, in the end it was good. And I, they have a great doctors over at Centricare and, and I got hooked up with the right one and he was able to pinpoint it right away. And, and now I'm good as new now. And, and, um, you know, I was on all this restrictions for weightlifting and things like that. Um, so I was able to get after it a little bit more and um, kind of get into the lineup. But I always say that superventricular tachycardia or not, my first two years have been tough copping in the lineup because we, we had such a good team anyway. But, you know, it was fun watching those guys. And I learned a lot from watching those guys that came before me. So, yeah, it was, it was a long journey for sure and, and stressful at times. But um, I think I've grown from it for sure. Yeah, I think as Huskies fans, sometimes our heartbeat gets a little bit rapid watching you guys occasionally as well. Uh, the One quick follow-up question uh, for that, Will. I believe uh, the process was roughly about four years from when you first started noticing symptoms until um, you kind of figured out uh, the, the management process for that. In those four years, uh, did you kind of know right away when you had your symptoms that it was something different and out of the ordinary, or was it something that kind of developed and got worse over time? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I always felt that I wasn't having panic attacks that I, I feel like I'm a pretty calm person just in nature. Um, but so I always feel like it was something different and, you know, no, I mean, we'd never really taken been that worried about it. Um, you know, and then until we got, and like you said, it was four years. It happened first time when I was a senior in high school and lasted all the way until, you know, I forget it was end of my freshman or soft started my sophomore year or something like that until we pinpointed it down. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a process, um, but you know, it is what it is. And, and you're here now. So yeah, glad to have you on this team and uh, wishing you both obviously best of luck uh, through the rest of the season. And obviously Micah in your senior season as well. Uh, ben, what do you got for these guys? 
Yeah, well, so I want to ask you both about about coaches. We're, we're going to get to your current team, obviously, I'm sure a little more, but coaches that you both had spent some time with. Micah, I loved your head coach in high school, Trent Klatt. What are, as a player, absolutely love the way he played, man. What are some of the biggest things that you you were taught by him? There, maybe there are things you still use today. What are some things that stand out about being coached by Trent? Uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind is just like uh, being a good person off the ice and just trying to be a good uh, more uh, role model. And uh, obviously on the ice, I'd say just trying to bring it every day and just try to be uh, consistent and always trying to get better. I know he helped me a lot with that. And uh, I know he's obviously, I, I, he was just a great guy, honestly, and uh, taught me so much about the game and uh, just so much about being a better person. And uh, yeah. Right on. And Will, you probably know where I'm going here, don't you, or not? <laughs> One of your coaches with the magician, Scott Meyer, who played at St. Cloud, was an All-American. Uh, how much and what ways did he impact you as a hockey player? And kind of like Micah talked about, you know, we know it's about on and off the ice. What are some things that stand out about Scott when he coached you? Yeah, no, I thought uh, he always wanted to kind of bring the intensity. I thought he's kind of an, an intense coach, and he got the best out of you and, and made sure that you're on top of your game. And um yeah, he was a great, a great coach along the way. And, and like, I mean, Mike said, we all have great coaches along the way that impact us in, in some way. And he definitely had his impact on me and, and helped me, you know, get to where I am today. So yeah, I'm nothing uh, but thankful for the experience that, that I had with him and, and that year that I had at the Minnesota Musicians. Right on. Nick? You know, I want to follow, I'm going to follow up a little bit with that too, because uh, Micah, you, yeah, I think, High school hockey minds his opinion. You got to play in probably one of the most beautiful high school rinks there is out there, um, mm -hmm. up there at Grand Rapids. I mean, just the wood paneling, the the open trusses. I mean, is it is it almost like a mecca to play your home high school there at Grand Rapids Arena? Oh yeah, for sure. It's really cool. It's such a you know the town. Everybody cares so much about it. You can go wherever you go, grocery shopping. You see people around town, school. Everybody cares so much about how, like, the high school team's doing. They'll ask you a bunch of questions. But, uh, yeah, I definitely noticed ever since I started playing hockey there in, like, squirts, we would have, I'd say, like, close to a 1,000 people at, like, some squirt or peewee games just watching us. And wow. the community just cares so much about the hockey there that it's just, it's just awesome, honestly. Multiple tournaments myself. And, you know, honestly, as a player here from the cities, uh, it was my favorite destination uh, to go up there and play at Grand Rapids. It's just, I mean, you, you could tell that the community cared about that organization. And, and for you, Will, uh, down there uh, at good old Richfield, out there just west of the, uh, the airport there, uh, I guess, you know, playing in the cities and, and you know, you, you get to travel around a little bit, you know, as, as far as juniors with the magicians, what was that experience like or for you just being able to be kind of centralized, but, you know, still having to, to bust around a little bit? Yeah, for sure. No, it was different, especially I was in Aberdeen the year before, um, which is, you know, middle nowhere, South Dakota in my terms. <laughs> um, they had quite a following, you know, and, and they had a fun place to play. Um, and, and the Magicians was a bit different. You know, we were in the cities in a big city, a um, little more travel, as, as I like to say. But, you know, they both had they brought their their own experiences. And uh, I mean, it was nice being in the cities and, and being able to to go to a chain restaurant, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you forget about things like that. And, um, so that was good. So yeah, the magicians was fun. It was, it was a good time. And like I said, everywhere you go, I, I make meet good people and players and, and, uh, I definitely did that year. 
going back, uh, um, Will, you and I are actually in the same birth year. We're both 1996s. Uh, what started both of you into the game of hockey? When did you first play hockey? When did you know that this is a sport that you wanted to do uh, in the long term? Uh, Will, I believe, uh, did your older brother have an influence on, on your journey? Yeah, for sure. Easy on the 1996, you know, I get enough crap for my age already. So, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, my older brother, Andrew, uh, he kind of paved the way for me. And, um, you know, my mom, uh, uh, she had brothers that played hockey growing up, but it's funny, like my brother was the first one through the door. So he had the experience with tying the skates and getting the right equipment and getting to the right arena. So I like to say he's kind of the trial kid and, and he made it a lot easier for me coming through right behind him. But uh, he was always super good with me, like letting letting me play with his his friends, and I think that was, you know, a big reason, um, you know, why I got to where I am today. And and he's been a, a huge support in my life, um, uh, not only my life, but my hockey career. So yeah, I'm thankful for him and and uh, all he's done for me. Micah, where did you get your start? I believe if I read correctly in your player player bio, the first uh, team you actually ever played for had two hyphens in the names, a couple of towns that were together. So uh, uh, how did you get involved in the game of hockey? Yeah, I'd say it was Crosby, Aaron, Tanakin, but I'd say I probably started – hockey's in the family a little bit. All my uncles played hockey, and uh, they played at Crosby, Aaron, Tanakin, and my other uncle played in Stillwater, I believe. So uh, – yeah, it started at a young age. You know, I remember playing peewhackers against my older uncles and just obviously taking welts off with the ball and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a hike, though. It was like 30 miles to drive to Crosby, Aaron, and Aiken. And uh, I moved to – I started playing hockey in Grand Rapids and uh, I think it was like seventh grade. So that was kind of a trip, too. That was 45 miles. But, uh, yeah, I'd say just my uncles and uh, – I don't know. They just put me into it right away, and I had so much fun that uh, they couldn't take me out. All right, Mike, I got to ask you this, because when, when Dave and I talked to Brett before we all came to Omaha, the one thing I said to him in the, la in the couple years of watching you and doing games and seeing you on film, I had to ask him if you played football. Did you play football at all growing up and into high school or not? No, I never played football. I played football. I guess I played football one year, fourth grade. I think it was the only year I played, but uh, I did pretty much every sport at one point or another. I played soccer for a couple of years, but in high school, I only did hockey and track. All right. So you, you played as a kid, but you didn't play like at a higher level when you were a yeah. teenager or anything, right? Yeah. So my, my point was to Brett, you're, you're, you remind me of I don't want to put a lot of pressure on you. You remind me of Barry Sanders in the sense I'm dating myself because I'm twice as old as you guys, but all kidding aside, the way you come downhill, man, you play like a running back, you play like a safety filling a gap. Is that, where does that come from? And is there, is there a coach behind that? Or is that just your attitude of I'm going at you as hard and fast as I can? I'd say I probably started in squirts, peewees. I was always one of the smaller guys on the team. And, uh, you kind of take it personal, like when you're playing games and bigger mm -hmm. guys think they can just knock you off the puck. So it definitely started there. And, uh, you know, to play hockey, especially being a smaller guy, you're going to have to, you know, get a lower center of gravity and obviously try to be strong on the puck. So it definitely started then. Right on. And then, Will, I wanted to ask you about a guy that I was pretty tight with on your team the last few years, and that's Jake Wallen. <laughs> um, I love Jake. I see you guys, your reaction. I, I love the glue guys, man. I love the guys that are they got flash and dash, like the guy sitting next to you. But at the same time, I love those glue guys. Um, what what ways and were you guys? I mean, I'm guessing you guys were close, right? 
Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah. How did he help you? What What did he do? And just talk about the relationship and maybe playing with a guy like Jake. Yeah. No, I love playing with Jake. And I think, you know, I, I obviously knew him and was close with him my first two years. But when we started playing uh, that my junior year, senior year together, you know, that relationship just grows, just playing on a line together. Uh, he, he, I think he's so funny. He's always one with the movie quotes and he'll crack a joke at any time. And um, so he was a great player to play with. And, and he had great jump off of face off, which I really like being a centerman. Yep. Like he, he always got those 50, 50 pucks and, you know, he was just so fast. And so I got a good picture. I was always watching Wally and, and it, anything, it was just no pressure playing with him. He was so fun to play with. And uh, he was always cheering you on whether he did something good or bad or whatever he was he was always very supportive. Um, definitely one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. He's, he's a great guy. And I know, you know, a lot of the guys get a grin when, when they mention his name, because, you know, he's just such a goofball. And, and I think he had a big uh, presence here at SESU. So. Yeah. Is he, uh, is he playing anywhere in the minors? You guys, I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. I think he's playing in, uh, what is it? Like rush Rap- city. Is it, uh, rapid city is rapid city with the rush. I he think. didn't go far away. <laughs> South Dakota? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, I'll have to right on. <laughs> tell him I said, hey, next time. We always, I always had great conversations with him. He was a great guy to talk to. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, Will, you mentioned about being a centerman, and this is almost a perfect transition into uh, this year's current team. And uh, watching in the pod and, and certainly watching throughout this season, um, it, it really struck me how much, at least from my perspective, that Brett Larson seems to trust you and your line out there in key face-off situations. And you know, for a guy like you, you had mentioned before that has, you know, kind of had to, to wait his turn per se and has had to kind of work his way into the lineup, how good does it feel that you can almost feel like the coach trusts you, whether it's an offensive zone face-off, a defensive zone face-off, when it really matters? How does that feel for it to kind of have the trust of the head coach in those kind of tight situations? Yeah, for sure. No, it feels really good. Um, I always put the pressure on myself is what can you do for me now, you know, type of thing. So when I have a bad, you know, you know, draw or something like that in the D zone, I'm always working to make sure the next one's a good one. Um, but, you know, I pride, I know I'm a glue guy. I know my role in the team. I pride myself on being good in the dot and good in the face-off circle and uh, defensively responsible. And uh, I like to play North and South. It's not a lot of pretty East and West, um, but um, yeah, no, it's good to be trusted for sure. But uh, that's something that I have to bring, and and that I think I, I bring to this team. That's a role that that I fit into, and that I like playing. And and so the trust means a lot. But I definitely uh, don't take it for granted. All right, I got Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Mike. Yeah. I want to actually want to follow up on that because you know we often focus on the faceoffs, the centerman being the guy that you know solely is the, the reason why you win or lose a draw when in reality a lot of it is from the wing help and I know St. Cloud likes to run different set plays out the faceoff. I guess as a winger you know obviously different situations arise but you know as a winger I guess what do you like to do in terms of helping your cinnamon out on faceoff to try to a, gain, gain control of the puck and then obviously make the next move whether it's off the ice side of your defensive zone or creating a scoring chance in the offensive zone. Yeah, it's definitely it's something I had to work on. Honestly, I wasn't very good at it freshman year. I, I remember it was something I talked with coaches that I need to get better at. It's just a kind of a mentality being focused before the puck is dropped. You know what you're doing if you win. You know what you're doing if you uh, lose. So uh, a lot of it's about getting a good jump and just out competing the guy next to you and uh, just wanting it more. So uh, you just kind of have to be focused. I'd say is the biggest biggest key there. 
I, uh, I'm curious, uh, in your time at St. Cloud State for both of you, I'm curious, uh, kind of maybe some of your favorite moments or favorite moments, like a big goal you've scored, big moments that you've been in, in a Huskies uniform. I would love to hear, um, each of your stories. If you could pick one moment, what would they be? Think on that a little bit. As I ask you one question for each of you, it's going to be the same question. Uh, first for you, Will, do you remember who you scored your first collegiate goal against? <laughs> uh, Northern Michigan, I believe. Northern Michigan, November 8th, 2019. Uh, Micah, who did you score your first collegiate goal against? Western Michigan, I'm pretty sure. Back-to-back games, if I remember right, wasn't it, young man? Yes, it was. January 18th and 19th of 2019. Uh, For both of you, uh, before we transition into some personality questions, and Ben's, of course, uh, all-name team here, uh, is, is there a moment or a pair of moments for each of you that really stand out as Huskies players as kind of being a penultimate experience to this point? I'd say, well, obviously, anytime we're playing NODAC, they have such a good atmosphere. But the one that sticks out for me is uh, at the Herb my freshman year when we came back to beat Colorado College, I think, in overtime. Pretty yeah. sure on like two going into the third. And I've never seen the Herb that loud and crazy. So, for sure that one's there for me and it was just so uh, energetic on the bench and uh, just one of the many special moments that I remember from that year. Well, yeah, I wasn't even playing the one year, but I think uh, I was our sophomore year. We played against uh, Denver at home to have the, like to, to get the pen penrose at home. Um, and I, that was a pretty special moment. Um, I know from like a playing perspective, uh, going up to UND and playing there for me, like for the first time when, like in front of that big crowd was kind of like a cool moment. Like, and it's like something that I feel like, you know, not many players and people experience, you know, hopping on the ice and pretty much a sold out crowd and that many people. So I thought that was a a cool experience. And um, yeah, there's so many to choose from. There's obviously so many along the way, but those are the two that kind of stand out for me. Hopefully even bigger moments to come here. Ben, what do you think? Do you want my personality questions first, or do we want to do the all-name team? It's up to you, big no, no, man. No, no, no. We'll save the all-name team for the very end. I got to ask him something about Saturday. Sure. So, um, Will, you're the senior. Micah, you're, you're, you'll be there next year, obviously. Um, Seamus Donahue, man, that was awesome. I loved what Rennick did. Who was the ringleader of that kind of that idea to do that and, and play it the way you guys did? I thought it was real cool that what you guys did as a group, Will. I'm trying to remember what you uh, when you guys skated around. Uh, oh, yeah. The hot lap, man. <laughs> the hot lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were kind of there in the back, and we're like, you know, it's kind of weird with nobody in the stands. I don't know who said it first, but, you know, everyone's like, we should just hit, do it like a hot lap, see how fast we can get around. So that wasn't that wasn't premeditated. No, I mean, we thought, we thought that, you know, we're – bouncing back and forth whether we're going to do it and then Lewis was like you know should I should I do it and they're like yeah go ahead and he just you know shot out of the gun and it ended up being great. pretty funny and, and everyone kind of had their own twist on on their lap so yeah no it was funny it was funny something I'll remember for sure that was cool man um so just one more thing you guys got a couple left it's going to be a lot different season the mentality of the next couple games that you guys have left I mean you know you can lose mentally, but I would imagine the mindset is from from Brett down to you guys as players moving forward as guys, every game it matters. We don't have three games to win a series. We got to win. So just want to get you guys' thoughts on where you guys are at as a group right now with just a couple games left in a regular season. 
for sure. I think Coach started talking about it last week or for this upcoming week, uh, just playoff mentality, you know. Just every game matters, and every team we're going to be playing is going to be desperate. You know, Duluth's going to be desperate this next couple weekends. Yeah. And we definitely need to match that intensity. And for playoffs, you know, it's one and done. If you lose, you don't show up, uh, it's over. And uh, say you have a bad period, you're going to need to rebound. So uh, just having a playoff mentality, I say, is the biggest message for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. Definitely what Mike said, That's we're going to hammer that home, and especially with – you know, how the seedings and NCAA playoffs, like it's kind of, you know, up in the air. No one knows exactly how it goes. You know, we want to be in control in our own fate. And um, like we said, we want to get used to that one and done type of game. And, and so that's how we're treating it. Um, but I know for us, we're trying to put together just, we're trying to get to our game quickly and stay on it for the whole 60 minutes, which, you know, is one of the hardest things to do in sports is to stay on your game. And, and when a bad shift or, you know, a bad, you know, anything happens or, you know, to rebound, to get back on it. So that's our mentality moving forward. And uh, I think the guys are all in. We're going to be pulling the same rope in the same direction. And we're looking forward to the end of the year here. Use that speed, boys. I know you will. I mean, Dave and I said that after a couple of games in Omaha. Uh, and Dave talked about, you know, a team like Boston College. Uh, I mean, you guys have always been fast. It's no secret. Um, but it just seems like it's a notch or two above this year. So, I know that'll be a weapon that you guys use, you know, especially you, Micah. You got the wheels, man. I play that downhill game. I love that game you play, man. So I'm looking forward to watching you guys the rest of the way. I, really, I was going to say, I don't think Micah can slow down. I don't think that's, like, possible for him. <laughs> it's funny. One speed. Exactly. It's funny to see a puck shift out in the neutral zone because everybody's on the bench is like, oh, you know. Here he goes. Goes. <laughs> that's how I've been in the booth calling games. Yeah, it's like, come on, go. <laughs> so it's fun, yeah. Right. Uh, I've got, uh, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I just, I have just a, a couple of personality questions before I kick it over to Nick here. And then I promise I'm going to try this time, boys, to actually be done with my questions when I say I'm done with them here. I have a tendency to not do that. But uh, first one is for Micah here. And once again, guys, thanks for taking the time and joining us. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to talk about player bios again. We've gotten burned on them on the past. Did you guys actually fill out your own player bios this year? First of all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cause we got burnt. We got burned on the, on the big interview with Jack and Sean and Jimmy Schultz. Uh, a couple episodes ago, <laughs> those two but, guys, I'm not surprised he got burned by those two guys. <laughs> but uh, Micah, you listed your favorite class is English 191. Is that, are you actually kind of a big English guy or do you just have to throw a class? Down? Are you, are you only taking one <laughs> class? Is that the story? What's going on there? <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I'm not big. Uh, I'm not into really any subject, really. I'm not about guys, but uh, I guess English 191 was a class I took freshman year, and I just remember the teacher was pretty cool. And uh, you know, you think English class, you think you're gonna be doing a bunch of papers and whatnot, but uh, you would actually have so many like you like love Jay Z and like old hip hop and like <laughs> that kind of music. So we'd honestly do more stuff about that and like I don't know, it's just like a cool spin on an English class, I guess. So that's why I put that. If I'm not mistaken, you're a pretty big Juice World fan too. Did I remember that correctly? Oh yeah. I, I do like Juice World. I like pretty much all rap and I like any kind of music. I like country. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to give the guys crap when all they play in the locker room is country some days. So uh, no so rock I, in the locker room. 
What? I, I, I mean, ever since Robbie Jackson <laughs> left, it's been a little more country. Uh, <laughs> ah, so he was a rockhead, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, I'd was, say yeah, I'd I mean, say Jimmy had a pretty uh, hard control on the music freshman year. <laughs> Anything wasn't country, it was going to be shut off within two minutes. Gotcha. So I got to ask. Speaking of country and the more the more subdued classical variations, uh, does Mr. Will Hammer, well versed in piano and guitar, ever serenade you guys while you guys are hanging out? <laughs> 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 I wouldn't say well versed. I would say dabble. You know, that's how I, that's how I'd uh, describe my musical expertise. Um, but it comes out every once in a while. It did a little more last year. It hasn't been as much this year. Um, actually, Judd Peterson got us into like the guitar and stuff like that. He was kind of our our muse, so to speak, which is kind of funny. Um, and uh, so yeah, we we all picked it up on our floor and, and had some fun with it. It's good good uh, thing to pass the time but i don't know for some reason we we haven't been going as much this year yeah, i'd say more guitar hero type guys, yeah. So. yeah we got the rock band too we have the rock band in our floor people used to come and play rock band so that was a good nice one. that actually that actually moves well into my last two topics here uh <laughs> micah your favorite vacation spot is destin florida and your favorite st cloud food spot is jules bistro so i am curious about that but i also hear you're a pretty big video gamer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm a big video gamer myself. The look on your face is terrifying me because I don't know if you actually are now or not. I mean, who's who's got the best video game skills on the team? Are you guys like big into certain like, do you guys play Chell a lot, a little FIFA? I mean, what's kind of your jam? Uh, video game wise, I'm uh, pretty competitive. I, I'll play anything pretty much, but Chell I'd say is what I'm best at. And uh I know me and Nolan Walker, we're roommates, and uh, we get into some pretty heated battles sometimes. So uh, I'd say Brodzy is for sure the best at any type of – pretty much any game. Yeah, Brodzy is the best at any video game. but uh, He's got hours logged. Yeah. He's got hours. yeah. <laughs> for uh, – yeah. And what were the other questions? I, for, I forgot. Well, I guess I suppose I should add, to, not to freak you guys out, but every year I create 32 custom teams in Shell and create an own franchise with Created League. So I, I feel the Easton Brodzinski log in some hard hours. But uh, I want to know why your favorite vacation spot is Destin, Florida. Is there any particular uh, uh, affection to that area? Yeah, I say we just go there after every year with some of the guys uh, the uh, hang out with. It's kind of been like the older group, the seniors from the last couple of years, but uh just a fun trip to, you know, hang out with your teammates and uh, yeah. Sure. Got it. Uh, guys, that's all I've got. Nick, what do you have here before we move on to the, the rendition of the all hair, all name team here? Well, I don't know about the hair, but <laughs> <laughs> speaking of hair, um, you know what guys, you know, you've been through the pod once, right. And, and you're likely going to go to a kind of a similar 2.0 here for the NCHC playoffs. Um, you know, I love the sports psychology going into like a one-and-done tournament. You know, there's a de there's definitely a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. And, you know, as Brett talks about going into these games, especially these last two against UMD, it's a one-and-done weekend. You get one game this weekend. You take six days before you do another one. I guess, how do you keep, you know, I guess your mentality is trying to embrace the opportunity versus trying not to, I guess, shatter an opportunity, I guess, you know, how do you keep your mentality straight and positive versus trying to, I guess, go the other route, Micah, if you want to start. Yeah, I'd say just, I don't know. I think just like, you know, freshman year happened and uh, I don't think anyone on that team really had the mentality of like, we're scared to play in this game or we're, you have to come in every game, you know, confident, not too confident, but you know, you 
you think you can win game and uh, you have to come in trying to win. You can't, like you said, play to not lose. Uh, that's the biggest thing for sure. Uh, yeah, man. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can't shy away from, you know, any team or, or how we need to play or, or a big opportunity. We need to embrace it, kind of be, you know, everybody same direction type thing. And, you know, I like our team. I like the different aspects that we have. I think we're very versatile. We can play, you know, a, a bunch of different styles of hockey and we have a lot of really good pieces. So I think the confidence comes you know, from within the team in that aspect. And, um, yeah, I mean, for us, we're going to take it one game at a time. Like you said, um, we're going to play our game for 60 minutes. And, and if we do that, we like our chances at the end of the night. And then just a quick follow-up for you guys, then I'll kick it over to Ben. Uh, you know, you would have to probably, at least from what we know, go to North Dakota twice, once to Grand Forks, obviously, for the conference. And then as the way things are, I guess, rumored right now is that Fargo would probably likely be, you know, the first regional. And, you know, there's some teams like yourself, North Dakota, Minnesota, that might be there, I guess, you know, as a super regional, if you want to call it, I guess, you know, what would it mean to play some of those local schools to have to get up to Pittsburgh for the Frozen Four? Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool, honestly. Honestly, uh, to go out there and play North Dakota, I know there'd probably be fans too, so it'd be a quite a good atmosphere. Uh, I don't think we should be scared of any challenge, and we should be looking forward to no matter where we go and uh, be excited to play for sure. Yeah, I know. I think it was Pittsburgh last time. I think I was talking to Minx today. That was our thirteen. Yeah. So uh, you know, that was something that Minx was saying to me today, and I was like, "That's right, yeah. that was Pittsburgh." So. You know, well, I mean, like Mike, like I said, we'll play wherever or whatever. But um, I don't know. Either way, it would be fun. And, and it'll be fun to have some fans if we go up to North Dakota. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. Well, I'll it's, just say – It's your I'll turn, say, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say this. So, I did that regional that year, guys. I'm not saying I'm a good luck charm because more times than not, I get ripped than I get praised for what I do, as you guys know. Not by your fan base, but others. Anyways, um, and that was a, that was a hell of a regional that year. That was the first time I'd ever done a St. Cloud State game. That was the birth of Joey Ball Game. <laughs> you know the legend of Ball Game, right? You guys, <laughs> is Joey Bennett. Joey Bennett. I nicknamed him Ball Game because every time he I did a game, whether it was that regional or moving forward when the NCHC started the next year. He was, it was ball game. I mean, he finished the game and whether it was a game winner, an empty net or whatever, he was, he finished it off, man. So I'm hoping I get you guys this year. Cause I'm back in the mix with ESPN. So it'd be great to see you guys there. Uh, Will, I just want to have a little fun with you. So I spent a little time last night. You got one of the best names I've ever seen in sports in all my years, whatever sport it's been. Um, I'm going to pay a little homage to a couple guys on your team. Who do you think amongst your teammates would be on the all-name team in college hockey? Who would be on the – man. Just, you know, catchy, clever-type names. Like, yours is perfect, man. Will Hammer. You know, you hammer at home. You yeah. crush a guy on the wall. I got to feel like – I got to feel like – Ben, if I can interject, I got to feel like Micah sure, Miller – we all is, can. I got to feel like Micah Miller has got to be a name that's in there. Maybe it's not like a – like a hockey s name, but it's just a name that like does roll off the tongue. Like Micah Miller. Like it's just a good. Broad- I love you, Micah, but you're not on the list, man. Oh. <laughs> I think, think of your teammates. I, I think for me, I think Seamus Donahue is like a pretty cool name. All it's right. Seamus, Seamus seems like, you know, kind of like a, you know, a cool name. And uh, so I would have to go with Seamus Donahue for me. Anybody else? 
<laughs> I just got all our teammates' nicknames rolling through my head. I can't even understood. Uh, One's a defenseman. Was it Bushy? No. Nope. Nope. Single digit. I probably just gave it away. <laughs> you Single-digit Andre Trable. Andre Trable. Yeah. And the other guy was Thomas Rocco. I think that's a great yeah, hockey Thomas name. Rocco. Yeah, Thomas Rocco is pretty good. Um, so- I won't bore you guys with the other guys in the league. There was a few. I think Grant Crookshank is a great name. A great. That's just a good name. Uh, and then goaltenders. I got two goalies. Gunner Wolf Fontaine. If you guys know these guys or played against them, feel free to interject. And the other one I found was. Uh, Union's goalie, Merrick Pipes. Ooh. Oh, there you go. That's really <laughs> good. Yeah, for being a yeah. goalie. So, so who is on this voting committee here, Ben? I feel like this was rigged. This sounds like I got a couple more I wanted to share that I think would go well with, with Will on the all-name team. All right. Uh, Owen Power at Michigan. Yeah, yeah Power's a good one, yeah. And uh, there was one other one. Uh, Sounds Tyler like- Rockwell, I thought was good, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he plays at Fairbanks. Philip Forna Svensson. <laughs> there you go. There Anyways, you go. I just wanted to have fun with that with you. You got a great name. You guys are awesome guys. <laughs> Appreciate you doing this. I, I, it's great to see you guys have success, man. It's been fun watching you over the years. Hopefully, I get to see you again in the regionals. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. You have to do like a Twitter poll or something. Throw it, you know. You can have like a bracket. Find the best. To find the <laughs> you best. Can do that. Yeah, you got to get that. Mike. Mikey, you're not on Twitter. Yeah. No, no. How are you not on? Are you on social media at all? I'm on Instagram. I don't know. I never really got into Twitter. I don't know why, but uh, I don't know. It's I'm toxic. Not- that's why. Please. <laughs> Micah, are you related to, by the way, I, maybe there's no relation. Uh, there's a lady that follows us on Twitter named Melissa Miller. Is there any relation to her by chance? Yeah, that's my mom, probably. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I mean, she is in the picture. I just, you never know. I just want to make sure, but she does like all of our tweets. So Ben, for what Micah doesn't have on Twitter, Melissa makes up for it. I'll give her that. So uh, all right. Um, I don't know about that all name, name team, though. sounds like the NCAA selection committee a little bit rigged this year. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I went through 62 teams, man. I mean, yeah. I wanted to, you know, he's got a great name, a great hockey name. I just wanted to, you know, have a little yeah. fun with it. So thanks for playing along, boys. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, guys, and maybe this is a good time for us to say this before I kick it over to Nick to wrap the show. Uh, you know, texting with Micah, you know, and having you guys, uh, obviously guys like Tyler Anderson, Nolan Walker, all the boys that have come on, you know, we do want to extend it again. You know, we've had a lot of men's hockey guests, by the way, we have Spencer Meyer coming on in a couple of weeks too. Um, the, the fact that you guys are so welcoming to work with us and be able to sit down with us and take the time. I know this is kind of a cheesy sappy thing, but like, it does mean the world. Cause like you guys are the reason that we get to do this and the reason that we get to have so much fun. So uh, you guys are the guests that kind of got the sappy segment pinned on you there, but I really appreciate it. And boys, we seriously wish you the best of luck and go kick some ass against Duluth next weekend. Thanks. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. For having us too. Yeah. Yep, you're welcome, guys. So just a quick wrap it up again. Thanks again to both you guys, Mike and Miller, Will Hammer. Good luck again against the Bulldogs in the next two weeks. And then definitely up in Grand Forks in the NCHC tournament for to include the regular season. And that'll do it here for you guys. We'll see you back again next time. Thank you. If you're looking for more Huskies Warming House podcast content, there's a place for that. Visit us at huskieswarminghousepodcast.com and follow our Twitter page at Warming House Den.
for the latest news, notes, updates, prizes, and more. Don't forget you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and more. We also are on Google Podcast and would love to hear your feedback on the show. Drop us a line at Husky's Warming House Podcast at Outlook.com or leave us feedback in the feedback section of the Huskies Warming House Podcast website. And finally, if you know any Huskies hockey alumni who would love to be on the show, let us know and we just might make it happen. And once again, thank you to Mike and Will for taking the time. Always love hearing these men's hockey guests, especially when the men's hockey team is doing so well. Uh, Nick, what do we have to look forward to this week as far as men's and women's hockey is concerned uh, for the week of February 21st through the 28th? Uh, first, a big uh, big one-game matchup for uh, St. Cloud. They do have to travel to Duluth uh, this upcoming Saturday. It's like, you know, kind of a, almost a pre-playoff feel for the men's and, uh, for the women's, I believe they're going to be, uh, against Bemidji state, if I recall correctly. So a couple of big matchups as both teams wind down the regular seasons and, uh, can't wait to see, uh, you know, how both teams compete and hopefully we get some W's to report on here for this upcoming weekend. Of course, we'll have previews, recaps, and everything, all things Husky Hockey here on the Huskies Warming House Podcast. That will do it for the Healthy Scratch interview segment for episode number 50. Catch us for episode number 51 on Sunday, as well as the Healthy Scratch interview segment next Tuesday. We'll see you next week.